Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment and navigate life together. This podcast is available in all the podcast apps. If you haven't subscribed, please do so, so you get an alert every time I post a new episode. Please rate me as well. It really helps others discover this podcast. How are you doing, breathers? Yeah, that's my name for all of you who are taking time to breathe and be in the present moment. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Oracle. And when I'm not doing my day job in communications, I facilitate a mindfulness course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. Today's quote is from Nelson Mandela. May your choices reflect your hopes, not your fears. As is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive by doing a few breathing exercises. Fully arriving is about bringing your mind and your body to what you're doing right now. Give yourself permission to allow this moment to be exactly as it is and allow yourself to be exactly as you are. So let's practice together by bringing awareness to our next three breaths. We will breathe in through the nose to a count of six. We will hold to a count of two and we will let the breath out slowly through the mouth to a count of eight. Let's begin. Breathing in. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathing in. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathing in. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. Breathing in, breathing out, letting your breath guide you, letting your breath lead you, not controlling anything, just letting your breath be. Now that we have fully arrived and that we're in the present moment, let's continue with our session. We are talking about toxicity in our lives and in our relationships. I'm thrilled to have Luna Odawa back with us. The last time she was here, we talked about social skills and compassion. Luna Odawa Nguchu is a psychologist a certified coach at Bloom Consulting Services and founder of Njo Dada, 
and currently a doctoral student in clinical psychology at USIU. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, Luna, to No Head Podcast. How have you been? Thank you. How have been you been? Well. I've been very well. I have been very well. Right. Thank you. And um, yeah, the, the, the year has started off well. So I'm glad. We are, in, we are in March, actually. So it's not so young. Right. I knew. But compared to last year, you were really busy. I remember when we had our last conversation. It was really busy. Mm -hmm. There were lots of people with mental health issues. Just lockdown was not something we were used to. How is it this year as you've started? Uh, it's a bit slow. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's a bit slow. I think people are learning to cope with what's happening. Right. And just the, the fact that we've been, um, we are able to see each other face to face. That has made I think difference. has made things better. Right. Yeah. Right. We, yeah. we truly are social beings. We were meant to be there for one another and not to live in isolation, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Isolation just suffocates us. Right, right. So what, what are the strategies we can use right now, even though we are allowed to see one another? I still see many mm. people walking without masks and I'm like, people really think that COVID is no more. How do we see people but still be very careful? I, I, I think there's, there's a compliance um, fatigue. People are just fatigued of, of just being compliant. <laughs> and that happens a lot when, when, when you don't see an end to something. Right. You're just thinking, yeah, so, so for how long? For how long will I do this? And so you put your guard down. And also when the numbers were going down, it's right. like we thought, ah, this, this is done until they start rising again. But even with the rising numbers, I'm still not seeing much masks being worn. Mm -hmm. So even as we meet, um, let's just be careful. I know sometimes we trust our friends and fam family more, but the truth is they could be, they actually could have the virus or you could have the virus. And so right. just to be cautious about it. Right, yeah. I love that and have learned compliance fatigue is real. Um, <laughs> yes. But the reason I wanted as one of the reasons I was really looking forward to our conversation is in interacting with men, with women, uh, with business people, the thing that has come across, I've come across has been toxicity. People living in toxic environments, people feeling that the people they're doing business with are toxic and asking, how do I cope with, with this? So I wanted maybe, first of all, for you to define for us, what is toxicity? Because some of us may be living in toxicity and we don't know. And some okay. of us may be toxic and we don't know. But what, <laughs> yes, is, tox <laughs> what is toxicity? Okay. In the simplest words, just from the word toxic, that's, a, that's something dangerous, something poisonous, something that harms, you know, something that is not good for you. It's toxic. And so when we talk about, I, I know I hear young people talk more about toxic relationships. Yes. I mean, yes. Tox, yeah, toxic relationship. And so that is just being around a dangerous environment, uh, mm. an environment that can harm you or is harming you. 
an environment that is suffocating you. So it's not giving you life. Instead, it is taking life from you. I like that. That is a toxic, yeah, that's a toxic environment. And so people can also be toxic. They can be the, the poison in the environment. Right. And, and they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. People know that they're toxic. There are those who know. There are those who know they're toxic because some of them do it intentionally. Some of them actually are very intentional about it. For example, people who want to get to the top, let's say of an organization, and they don't care how the rest of you feel. So they'll just step on you as they go. Uh, I mean, for them, the end justifies the means. Right. So they know what they're doing, but they do it for their own good. Right, right. That's a toxic person. But they, there are those who, who do not know that they're toxic. And especially if it's a personality issue, like narcissistic people. Right have no idea them for them that's just who they are you know how you say this is who i am i sting right. because i am a scorpion you know right. what else am i supposed to do <laughs> yeah right and in fact, so, when you talk about narcissistic people mm-hmm. they normally don't know it's people who bear the brunt of narcissism who go but this person is really taking life from me the others yes. don't know they don't know because that's just who they are Right. So yeah. what, uh, what are, you know, you, you talked about young people talking about, I mean, mm-hmm. a toxic relationship. We use the word maybe a bit too loosely. So mm-hmm. how, what are some of the signs, you know, other than, you know, they're taking life from you. When I leave this person, I'm so tired. I'm drained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How can we mm-hmm. measure, how can we be able to tell, what are some of the signs for us to tell Red flag a lot. I'm dealing with a toxic okay. person. A toxic person. Right. Okay. Tox- uh, there, there are different levels of toxicity depending on uh, the person taking it. For example, if I'm relating with you and I think you are a toxic person, another person relating with you may not think you are that toxic. So it mainly, yeah, it mainly depends on the person taking it, the person in that environment who thinks that the other person is toxic. But generally, the the symptoms or the red sign, the red flags for toxicity is that when you find this person is actually giving you, taking away energy from you, so you feel very drained. That's the first word you use. You feel very drained when you're around them. The other thing could be you feel very insecure when you are around them. So you're just not settled. You're just thinking, no, they shouldn't come. They shouldn't come. Maybe they've never even harmed you or anything, but you're just very insecure around them because maybe they are very dominant. They don't allow you to speak. They don't allow you to express. And that's the one um, many young people use that when they are with this person, they cannot give their opinion. They cannot be themselves. Right. You know, right. that's one of the things that young people really say, I, I'm just not myself with this person. Mm. So I either have to pretend or to hold back because this person will not maybe allow me to say anything, give my opinion or uh, even even a small comment. It's like, that's not important. So right. someone who dominates, who is very dominant, does not allow you to express that, does not allow you to be 
that that that's that's um a toxic person the other thing the other thing could be someone who is very self-centered so they are i'm with you dorothy and all i'm doing is just talking about me 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 and everything is about me and it's just about me i choose where we go i choose what we do i choose you know everything is just about me so i don't allow you it's like you do not matter mm. you don't matter at all so that person is very self-centered and so what does that leave you it just leaves you not being able to to do anything when you're around them they will decide which host, which which maybe hotel you will visit what activity you'll do this afternoon uh when to do it you know mm. how to do it so what where does that leave you right and so that that leaves you almost um at 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 no place to express yourself the other thing with a toxic person sometimes you can notice is the language they use mm. the language they use it can be very demeaning There are people who are very sexist. Let me say use that word. Right. It can be very they are very they can be very egoistic. Very sexist, very which are, there's a word I'm looking for. They can be what the young people say haters. Right. <laughs> This is just a hater. Yeah. So again, that is someone you can tell they don't leave you feeling well. You know, there's right. a way they leave you feeling Okay if it's at work for example because toxicity is not just in relationships but I was going to come to that that it's yes there's yeah, one later yeah in family okay. in family as well in families in yeah okay if it's in a relationship people who are jealous you can't talk to anyone i mean who are you talking to why were you talking so they will they are the the people you are in a relationship but they will read all your messages you know right. and find out and even track your phone you know to find out who are you with where are you with call you every two minutes what are you doing right. and so at first you may interpret it as love right you know, this person yeah. is really caring this but, but no they just want to control right so they want they yeah they just want to control you so others could be that they are they are dishonest in their dealings mm. so you are in this relationship but they are not giving you the full truth So you you you're just thinking there are gaps here there are gaps here what I mean I know you but I don't know you you know right. <laughs> I know yeah I know you but I don't know you so th- those are si- those are signs that right you are you are, you are in a, a toxic relationship so if you're in a relationship and you you're having all these signs that's mm. and you're seeing all these red flags that's a sign for you to do something isn't it yes 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 what yes. about you, you should raise your ears what about in family we have siblings we've got spouses we've got you know in the wider there's always one person who can be toxic and yeah. you can't you can't you can't move away from your family you're with them how do you cope okay how do you cope one of the one of the most common red flag for family toxicity is a lack of support so you're here you need you need your family support but this person is just is just minimizing your issue it's like ah she can deal with it uh, which is weak i mean so they minimize your your problem and so right. when you need support they don't give you that's a toxic person because when you need support you need support <laughs> and they should just respect what you feel is an issue to you and support right. you in that way. Right. Yeah. 
the other thing in families could be a negative financial behavior for example your spouse let, let me use a spouse maybe leaves you with 100 shillings even 100 is more there's a lady who was telling me she, she's left with 20 shillings and she has three children not that the husband does not have money right if he doesn't have money that's another problem right but if he has and he's living with 20 shillings what are you supposed to do and you have three children mm. that's well, a top, that's a very yeah that's that's cruel yeah that's very yeah. cruel so th that can also be a sign the other one with with general families is competition oh maybe dorothy bought a 52 inch i should buy a 64 inch you know uh, <laughs> i was thinking what's the competition all about right. what is it all about so the other signs that i had mentioned in in relationships uh, dominance um uh, control all those right. self-centeredness are also part of those that you can find in families but how do you deal with this in a family because you i can't say i'm no longer your sister i'm no longer your daughter this is how how do, how do you deal with it in the how family? do you deal with it okay so when it's in a family just like any it's, it's actually a general approach in families as much as it is at work for example there are two ways to deal with anything that stresses you because toxicity is a stressor and there are two ways to deal with stressors you either deal with the stress itself or deal with the emotions that come with the stress mm -hmm. so when you are dealing with the stress it's like you have some control over it and so if this chair for example is my stressor i can change it right and get a better chair <laughs> you know mm. if if for example um maybe uh going to work in the morning i stay in so much traffic for example it stresses me then i may need to either leave early or find right. a different way of working right so that is dealing with the stressor but sometimes we have no control over that stressor we totally have no control and so you deal with the emotion your emotion that comes with that stressor right so for example i get angry when I don't get support from my siblings, for example, I get very angry and then I shut off. And so I don't talk to them for a year, you know, if, if there are such things that happen. Right. So those are the emotions that I'm exhibiting. Who are they affecting most? It's me. So every time I interact with my sibling, I get this emotion. So what do I do? I have to either give a different meaning because meaning is what brings emotions to this situation and say every time i talk to my sibling and he says or she says this word i get so upset yet she's my, he's my brother so there's no way i'll stop talking to him or being his Fine. relative so what do i do maybe give it a different meaning and one of and that is what we call reframing mm -hmm. you reframe so when you reframe is that you you start looking at it with a different meaning. so you have to ask yourself What's the meaning of all this? Mm. And some of the meanings could be like, he could be going through his own issues. Mm. It just could be his own personality. Mm. Uh, he needs help. You know, this is a sick man. Right. <laughs> he, just, he just needs help. So it's not about me. It's more about him. That makes the situation a little lighter. 
And so you start realizing, I have to work on my emotions. Because this situation always triggers, yeah, it always triggers this. And I'm the one who gets upset. The person looks like they don't care. It looks like their life goes on. I'm the one who is left upset for a whole year. And then when I meet them, it's like nothing ever happened. And we move on. So it's me who is getting all this. So what do I do? I have to deal with self. But it has to come with a lot of um, honesty, self-honesty, and a lot of awareness. Right. You have to be very aware of emotions and what they do to you. And you have to be very honest on dealing with them. I, I, I like that because... And that, so, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a segue <laughs> to, to, to the other question. What if it's a business deal like right now with COVID? People, there mm-hmm. are a lot of small business owners who who are mm-hmm. delivering stuff. That everyone is... And they deal with different sorts of people. If you're in a business situation and you're mm-hmm. dealing with a toxic client, you need their money mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they need your services... Mm-hmm. the reframing can work how do you handle how do you navigate that in the business you know i understand how you you, you can navigate that at, with family but now it's business mm-hmm. you need the money these are dire times but these clients when you're done with them you're drained you're unhappy you know if it wasn't for this money you just not do business with them <laughs> and i like what you said if it wasn't for the money so focus focus where is your focus? Do you want to focus on this person who really turns you off or turns you on? Or do you want to focus on what the main, the big deal is? The big deal is that I need to do this business. And this is a partner that I cannot do without at this point. Right. So what do I want to focus on? How he makes me feel or what he brings me? Mm. So when you focus on what he brings you will see so much that you can do more than if you focus on how he makes you feel. Of course, you'll feel something. Mm-hmm. I cannot minimize that. You will feel something. But when you realize that, is there something I can do about it? If there's something, maybe you can talk to him and tell him, by the way, the way you deliver this or the way you talk to me or the way you write the emails, mm-hmm. really, you know, there's there's some sense of disrespect that is in it or something. If they can change, they can. But if they don't, and so you don't you have to take responsibility for how you're feeling and so it goes back to the person who is feeling that way they have to own this feeling and do something about it if there's something they can do about the other person well and good if it's maybe the time of delivery that is not very convenient maybe you can change the time of delivery so you can work around the stressor to see how it can be changed but most of the work will be on the emotion part the emotion i like that i am sort of the i'm the person who i'm very self-aware and i'm like this doesn't serve me i'm putting a mm-hmm. stop to it but then i probably have the luxury of being able to say this doesn't serve me and i choose to leave it mm-hmm. at what point because i i realize not everyone and it's because i'm a strong personality and mm-hmm. i know what i want but I, I realize not everyone has my personality where they can just say, you know what? Enough is enough. I don't mm-hmm. need to talk to you. You're too negative. I will, mm-hmm. leave. you know, mm-hmm. I will leave. I will move. I will start, you know, whatever I need to do. Mm-hmm. It comes back to the question of personalities. We are different. Mm-hmm. So some of you yes. 
someone will become in fact they may become very small in 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 the face mm. of this toxic person how mm. do you, what are the coping mechanisms other than just choosing and taking responsibility realizing that we all are very different in how strong we are so that mm-hmm. we also don't become different people you know how you can make yourself so small that this toxic mm-hmm. person just walks all over you and mm-hmm. where does responsibility come where you you also make a choice of saying enough is enough okay thank you thank you it's true we have very different personalities but the truth about personalities that i keep saying is that they are not static <laughs> i mean it's it's something that evolves mm-hmm. so you can learn to 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 be what you want to be one of the things that i i tell especially people who are sensitive let me use the word sensitive for personality mm-hmm. sensitive personalities get really hurt really really hurt and they are unable to say how hurt they are instead right. they keep it for the longest time and so you'll find they may stay with this toxic person for a very long time without leaving they know the person is toxic they know how the person makes them feel they know they should leave or maybe but they don't leave <laughs> yeah. or they don't they feel they have no options right. to that the thing is with people who are like that sometimes it has to take the social support around them to lift them out of this situation so being aware being 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 able to relate well with other people around you and helping them through their situation is one of the things so that for example if i see you dorothy drowning in a, in, a, in a toxic relationship then i can actually come and ask you how does this affect you do you feel affected mm. and then you tell me yeah but i i really don't know what to do and say okay maybe there's something you can do maybe you can step out to have a bad's view of this mm. and then return so you have the other person giving you options and normalizing you that they are they are okay for you to try although they will take small small steps mm. but telling you yes you can do this just to avoid the stress that you're in right okay so that is one of the ways that you can do you can do that the other way uh, for different personalities again there are those who are very intuitive And so they can smell from very far that <laughs> this relationship isn't going far. Mm. But the thing is sometimes even when they smell it, they don't act on it. Why? So it is good makes them not <laughs> on it. They can smell your intuition. You can smell it. Yeah. Not acting on it. Is it fear? Sometimes it's fear, but people who are very intuitive also are very they they want peace. They love peace. And so they don't want to be antagonistic. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to upset the the waters. They just want it to be still. Right. And so they, you can easily walk on them because they have they have, I don't I don't want to fight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fight. And so some of those people actually have to go through personal development uh maybe training mm-hmm. to tell them that yes, you love peace, but there are some things that don't bring you peace. Mm-hmm. And so you have to move away, literally move away from things that don't bring you peace. Right. And maybe they are moving away will also be moving without saying a word and it's okay. Mm. So for different personalities, like for you if, when you say you're a strong person, you can even tell someone by the way don't call me <laughs> and you're fine with it. <laughs> yeah. I will. I'm like, you know, 
I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for them, they will not. They'll be like, they won't pick your call for the first time. And then the second time they'll pick you and tell you, I'm busy. Can I call you later? So they're very gentle in how they do it. And so that way they can stay in that environment for very long. So you have to, if you are a friend, you have to help them be aware again of that. So apart from that uh, is also just being able to do your due diligence before you get into some of these things. If it's a partner, if it's a relationship, do due diligence before getting uh, hooked into this because someone can tell you, remember maybe culturally, um, they used to look for, for, for partners or they did not even used to do look for partners, but they used to do due diligence. Exactly. Yeah, like, so they would tell you, yeah, they would tell you, <laughs> don't get married in that home. Exactly. Because they are very hot tempered. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so that due diligence used to help us. But right now, when we are looking for maybe getting into relationships, it is just me, I have met you on the street. I think I like you. Right. And we are good to go. Mm. And so by the time I'm realizing you are a toxic person, maybe we are too deep into the relationship. I don't know how to come out. Right. Right. One of the things that makes people really stay in it is also a lack of especially financial stability when it comes to marriage relationships. Mm. Because you're wondering, then I go where? Yes, how do I start? I I mean, yeah, I have no, I mean, I have invested too much to just leave. And so it becomes like a double bind. I want to leave, but I I don't want to leave. There are benefits of staying and there are benefits of going. (laughs) So that can be really hard. But um, personalities really help when it comes to toxic people. Mm. People with stronger personalities are able to keep them at bay. But people who are um, the, the, the flags and the, they, they find it really, really hard to do that. Right. And so they may stay in that relationship for a very long time. And unfortunately, like if you have a dependent personality, mm-hmm. for example, dependent personalities really get attracted to narcissistic personalities. Oh, yes. I knew that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They really get, they are a good fit. Mm. And so that becomes, it becomes like a perfect recipe <laughs> for, for a toxic environment remaining that way for a long time. Right. And yeah. when you talk about that, what are the effects like if you let toxicity, if you live with toxicity for a long time, so you've mm-hmm. made the choice, you know, I'm in this because this is a business. It's good for me. I need the money. I need to feed my family or I am financially, you know, independent of this person. I need to be in this relationship. But what are some of the long-term effects on the person who who, who has to endure this for a long time? Because there must be some effect on your health and your well-being. There are are many. Just a toxic environment is already a stressor. A stressor is, is... predisposes us to very many mental issues and even physical issues. And so when you decide to put up with this toxic person, for example, if it's a business and you've decided, I know he's toxic or I know she's toxic, but uh, I'm here for the money. Then you, when you make that decision, be sure that there are consequences for how long can you do this? Because as human beings, we can only stretch too far Mm -hmm. after that we break down 
And so as much as you'll endure this, just know it's for a season. You can't do it for too long. You will break down. And so issues like depression come in, okay? Others have even just start experiencing what we call somatic disorders. You start having physical conditions for psychological or, you know, you're psychologically unwell, but it's, um, it is exhibiting itself physically. So wow. you're going to hospital, you are being told, imagine everything is negative, but you're sick. Mm. You're so sick. And that's why people, you hear sometimes people say, oh, they, the person got a stroke, but there was no, they couldn't find what caused it. Mm. Issues of high blood pressure. Right. Which, which come along with diabetes. Right. Okay. Mm. If you're already predisposed to a mental disorder, maybe genetically, mm. this can be a trigger. Right. And so you find someone saying, oh, she went mad. Or he went mad in that when, when, when she was married or she, when she was, yeah. So a toxic environment can also just suppress your growth. Wow. Because you are unable to express yourself. Mm. You are unable to be you. You are unable to grow because you are always suppressed. Mm. And, and, and of course, just from the word toxic, it, it is poisoning you slowly. So you eventually die. <laughs> Wow. You will die whether it's spiritually, physically, you know, socially. You'll just find you don't trust people anymore because of maybe yeah. the toxic environment you're in. So you think everybody's like that. Right. So it can af it affects you in every area of your life. If it's academically, you don't even grow because you've been told you can't go to school. You know, there's no room for you to grow because you'll be better than the other person. Right. So it just suppresses you, your growth in every aspect. So what you've said, choices. If, if you decide you're staying, know that you're staying, but there are consequences for staying in this toxic environment. And that toxicity will show itself in your physical, mental, emotional well-being. That's the price you'll have to pay. Yes. So if one has made that decision, they've stayed and years of this toxicity is getting to them what do they do is this why they come and talk to you who's a therapist what how you know when you or when you find you've got a loved one who's reached this part where they're now their physical well-being is threatened what do we do to help them okay Yes, that is when they come for therapy. The mm. problem is sometimes Dorothy people come for therapy when they've broken down. Right, it's too late. It, it, they've just thought, so we, we are putting that we have to send them to a psychiatrist to have medication. Right. Yet, it shouldn't have gotten there. So for you as a, a maybe a, a family member, a, a friend, a, a business partner, it could be good to point out early that I may be wrong, but I don't think where you're living is good for you. Right. And because I may be wrong, is it possible to look for another opinion? Mm. So they can come and see a therapist for that. And so that they, they, the awareness is created. And awareness is always the beginning of healing. Right. Right. So because when they come for, for, for that, they can now learn to be more assertive, for example. Mm. They are taught that they can be trained in social skills to be able to relate better with people. They can be told about the red flags, what to look out for in a toxic relationship. And so when they become aware, then they can make a, a better decision, a well-informed decision. 
But sometimes when they are not, they are just like, what are you seeing that I can't see? So the yeah. thing is not to wait until it's too late, because if it's too late, then the therapist may not help. You need to go to a psychiatrist and have medication. Yes. And so the yes. importance of being able to listen to your own body, I think that's what we try and do in, in No Head, is getting people to, to be so self-aware that they can tell their body is not well or they're misaligned somewhere between who they are and who they're portraying um, outwardly. To be. Yeah, to be, exactly. Um, mm. How do you... But let, let, let me say something else. Right. The other thing is that sometimes we stay in this toxic relationship or, or environment mm -hmm. and we habituate, we become used to it. It becomes part of us. Mm. It's, it's like, you know, everyone else is wrong. I am. I mean, this is just my normal life. I don't know anything else. Right. And so it's like your body is so used to being sick that you don't think you're in pain anymore. Mm. Habituation, you know how sometimes you go to shags and you see your grandmother lift a sufuria without any any holders and you're mm. like, what? My my own fingers are burning. And then they are right. fine. Right. They are so, I mean, they've been burned so many times they're thinking the, the skin is used to. Right. And so that's when you'll find someone dying in that toxic relationship. Because everything has been suppressed right. to get used to this way of living that they find no options whatsoever right so even if you point out an option even if you told your friend come and live with me they're like live with you why i have my own house right yeah right. yeah mm. wow that is really that is really um heavy and and, and as, as you've said i think for people who don't know that they're in a toxic environment or a toxic relationship, you've given us the flags that we really need to look at. And if we are not sure, then go and talk to a therapist, a counselor like you, yeah. just to yeah. walk us through it and say, actually, this is not normal because you don't know. Mm -hmm. One mm -hmm. really knows. Mm -hmm. And what you've also said is sometimes we think that that's love when you're in this toxic environment where someone is always demanding information from you. They're always, you know, looking looking for you. Where are you? You think that mm -hmm. that's love. And therefore, mm -hmm. you look at it as love and other people are like, wow, that is, that mm -hmm. is one, you know, one terrible relationship. What would be the parting words for, 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 for listeners, you know, um, for people as they're, re-examining because i think you've shared with us so many things that really call on us to re-examine us our lives and how we are feeling and how the relationships we are in the business environments we are in if they're toxic what are some of the things you can tell you know other, you know the listeners so people can start just saying okay i know that this is a red flag right now okay uh, it starts with knowing you because it's only you you who knows what's what 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 doesn't go well with you so know you you are the only one who can say when i take milk it it, it my stomach just gets upset so when you know you and what makes your environment not good for you it is good to start saying yeah there's something not right with my environment and i have to check what it is and so when you're checking what it is Look at the two things. Is it something I can change or is it something I have to take responsibility for? Right. Most of the time, if it's human beings, we can do very little about them. 
and like situations where we can change a bit. So most of the time you have to ask yourself, so since it upsets me, it's affecting me, what can I do? So when you start looking for, when you start taking responsibility, you look for options. Right. You start saying, okay, I, I don't like this relationship because this is how it makes me feel, or I don't like this workplace because this is how it makes me feel. So what do I do? Right. What do I do? So it, it comes back to me, what do I do? So you start looking for those options. Do I see a therapist? Do I change my workplace? Do I develop myself? Do I become more aware? What, what do I do? And thank you. And how how important is self-love in this process? Oh, when you know self, mm. when you know self, you love self. Right. Because you know what is good for you and what is not good for you. And I don't think if you love self, you can go for what is not good for you. Right. Yeah, because you love yourself so much or just enough to say no to what does not add value or what does what upsets your environment or what upsets you. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, Luna. And I love us yeah. to end with that because it's saying no to what is not good for you. Saying no to what does not make you thrive. I mean, what an yes. important way to end this podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you. I have enjoyed this. Oh my, thank you so much. <laughs> Looking forward to another... Well, that's all today in No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment and navigate life together. Thanks for listening. You can follow me on Instagram at No Head Podcast. Catch you next time. May you always love yourself. May you say no to what does not add value to your life. May you say no to what does not make you thrive. Bye-bye. Have a great week.